We're going to start now from the bottom of the Aflamet Chesam Abayz, the last line in the Gemara. We have Omar Lei, Rav Yirmiya says to Rav Zera as follows, Rav Yechanan, Rav Yechanan, the Gemara previously had said that he ate this olive which was salted. So Hechi Mavarech Azayas Maliach, the Gemara asks, how could he have eaten this salted olive? Kivan Deshkilo Ligarine, once you take away the pit, you take it out. So Batar Lei Shiure, now it's less than the olive size of which is required for one to go ahead and make a bracha, and uh, which is less one time, which is less than a kazayas, and we know that only in a kazayas you make a bracha. Rashi explains in the top. Rashi he says we got a berchas peiros haaretz when you make a bracha on fruit achila ksiva. It says achila that you need. It has to be an actual eating. The achila kazayas, and we know that we only call an eating something that you eat. And when the Torah refers and says an achila, it means a kazayas. So, when we hear this story of Rabbi Yechanan, how did he make a bracha rishona and a bracha achrena, a bracha before and a bracha afterwards, if when he took out the pit, now we know you can eat the pit of an olive, so once he took out the pit, it's less than the size of an olive. Now, how could he have made a bracha before and after? So, Amalei, he said to him, Who said that you need a very large kezayas? Kezayas benani be'inan. You only need the middle-sized olive, whatever that is. The hahu and the olive that Rabbi Yechanan ate, the Eisel Kamid Rabbi Yechanan, that was brought to Rabbi Yechanan, Zayas Gadol Hava, it was a very large olive. The Alpha Gav, the Shaklu, the Garinuse, even though the pit was taken out, Pashle Shayurat still had the amount of an olive's worth, and he was able to make a bracha, a blessing beforehand and afterwards. The Tanam, like we learned in the Mishnah, Zayas Sha'amru, the Zayas that the Chazal, that the Chacham, and the rabbis always talk about, that say that that's the measurement which is considered an eating. Um, that is like cut of like It's not small and it's not big. Elabenini, rather, it's the middle size. It's the mid size uh, olive. Zehu, and what's that? One time, Zehu, and which kind of olive is that? Aguri. The name of it is Aguri, which is this mid size olive. Yeah. I'm sorry. What did you say? But what is Aguri? What is Aguri? Oh, I don't know. Some kind of mid size olive. But Omar Rebavo Aguri Those who don't like the name Aguri, we'll give you another name. Ella Avruti Its name was Avruti. And if you can ask, what's Avruti? I'll give you another name, Ba'amrila Samrusi. Some say it was Samrusi. Shmai Velomedek Rishmai Aguri. So then why was it called Aguri? Oh, your question. What's Aguri? This Aguri olive is, was, was called Aguri because the olive was gathered inside of it. And that is the mid-sized olive, which the rabbis always talk about. Whenever they say olive, the olive size, it means the mid-sized olive, whose name was Aguri. It says that... Um... Okay, fine. The Gemara goes on. Let's say it's a machlekes tanoim. What, what are we talking about over here? What should be a machlekes tanoim? This is referring to if cooked vegetables, we had a dispute on daflam ches, if cooked vegetables retain its original status of bayrupiyadama, because we know if you pull a pepper out of the ground and you go ahead and make a bracha on it, which bracha do you make? You make hadama. However, what if you go ahead and cook it? Does it stay hadama? Or since it changes its um, it changes what it used to be for the worse, meaning originally it was, let's say, better. The best way to eat peppers is, let's say, to leave it raw. If you cook it, then it goes down one level and you make it a shahakal. So now, let's say it's a dispute between two tanoi. There were two students. There were two students that were sitting in front of Bar Kapara. They went ahead and brought him in front of him cabbage. There's some kind of mountain spinach or something like that. And pargiot, which Rashi explains is basar oif, which we know it, I don't know if it's the same thing exactly, we know it as baby chicken. 
But he brought between, in front of him these three things. Now, the bracha on cabbage, on krub, is hadama. Derma skin is also hadama. And pargyo, which is this chicken, is going to be shahakal. Okay, so they brought it. So again, there were these two students sitting in front of Bar Kapara, and they brought him these three dishes. So Bar Kapara went ahead and said, one of you two students, go ahead, take something from here and bless, and make a blessing on it. Kafat, one of them jumped up. Barech, ala Pargiot, he went ahead and made a bracha on the Pargiot, which was the Basar Oif, which was the chicken. So... It says that it's cabbage that cannot be eaten until it's cooked. Okay. That's what Dormaskin is, man and spinach. Oh, okay, fine. Meaning it needs to be cooked. All right. It's actually important because the Gemara is going to talk about that soon. So fine. Thank you for pointing that out. That this Dormaskin, this mountain spinach that we're talking about, is not edible while it's raw. Okay. However, this student went ahead and took the pargiot. He took the chicken first. So Lagli Glove Chavere, the other student who saw him do this, he laughed at him. He made fun. Why is that? Since he should have taken the cabbage first. We know that Hadama takes precedence over Shahakal. So the cabbage, which is more important, he should have taken that first and made a bracha on it instead of taking this chicken. So Kos Bar Kapara, Bar Kapara got very upset. Omar, he said, And he said, I'm not getting angry right now on the fellow, the student that made the blessing. Rather, who am I angry at? The one that made fun, the, the other student, which made fun of the first student. That's who I'm afraid, I'm angry at. If, let's say your friend would never have, taste, have, have tasted in his entire lifetime any meat or any chicken, I'm going to try to read that exactly. Okay, meaning what would you make fun of? Which, he's explaining as follows. Uh, we'll, you have to look at Rashi for this. Rashi explains, Now, he's saying like this, that if, let's say, this student who went ahead and first made the blessing on the pargiyot, on the chicken, Let's say he would never have tasted any kind of chicken before his entire lifetime. So now it's his first time taking chicken. And we know chicken's very good. We're just used to it. So he would love it so much that to him it would be very dear. And we know that something that's very dear to you, you take before the thing that's less, um, that, that's less important to you. So this fellow, let's say, he would have went ahead and, take, and never had chicken before. So he wants to now eat chicken for the first time, or let's say the first few times. Whatever the point is that it, he liked it very much. So then he would go ahead and make the shakal. So what are you making fun of? I'm sorry, meaning you would, he would eat the chicken. So what is the other student making fun of for this guy that he should have taken the cabbage first? So Chazar Omar, and then Bar Kapara said like this. And by the way, also, I wasn't really angry at the one that said the blessing. Rather, I was upset at the one that, I'm sorry, I was not angry at the one that made fun of his friend. I'm actually upset at the one that actually made the blessing, meaning because he made the wrong one. But Omar, and he said, if there is any wisdom here, I'm sorry, yeah, he said like this, it's a, it's a, it's a lushan of asking, that like this, and Bar Kapara said, if there's no wisdom here, then there's no age either. Meaning, what does that mean to say? That you should have asked me. Rashi explains, Barakapar is saying, I am the elder in the room. You, the two students, or the student that made the blessing, should have asked me which one to make on. So that's why he's upset at the one that went ahead and actually made the blessing. Tana. And we learned in a Mishnah, or we learned, they both didn't live out the year. Both students. Very interesting, Gemara. No? Okay. The Gemara says, My love, 
what does it seem like from here? What was the dispute between these two students? One that wanted to make the bracha on the pargiyot, on the chicken first, and the one that wanted to make a bracha, a blessing on the cabbage first. So this is what they're arguing. My love, this is what they're arguing. That cooked vegetables and chicken is both going to be shahakal. So which one goes first? The one that's more dear to him. What's that? That was the chicken, so that's why he took the chicken first. Malagleg Savar, and the one that made fun of the guy that made the bracha, Shleikais, he learns that these cooked vegetables, which is referring to the Dorma skin, because we said before, like Oren pointed out, that it has to be cooked. So Bari Priyadama, he learns that that blessing is Bari Priyadama, Pargyo Shahakal, and the chicken is going to be Shahakal. Shahakal Nebedvari. So Holkach, which one goes first? Peira Adif. The Peira, the fruit, meaning the cabbage, uh, I'm sorry, the, the Dorma skin is going to be first. So that's why he made fun and said, oh, why did you take the chicken first? You should have taken the other thing first. So the Gemara says, Light. really, it's not a dispute between these two students. The Really, everyone agrees that cooked vegetables and chicken are both going to be shahakal. Rather, they're arguing in a completely different dispute. Mar Savar, one of the students, learned that something that's more dear is takes precedence. That means if you have in front of you some cabbage, some vegetables, which you make a hadama, and you have in front of you some pargyot, some chicken, which is more dear to you, then you take the one that's more dear to you, which is the chicken. Marsav and the other one learns krub adif design that the cabbage is going to be more important, and that you have to make a blessing on first because it sustains. What does that mean? That it fills a person up more than the action, more than the chicken does. Which is interesting. I always thought chicken does, but I guess over here it seems like that it's going to be the opposite. Okay, so again, so we have the dispute is ending off as follows, that the question is what takes precedence, something that's more important to the person, something that's more dear to the person, meaning you have some, let's say you use an example, let's say you have some meat, you have some meat in front of you, and you have a bracha, something that you make a hadama on, let's say it's going to be a tomato, or a potato, or something like that. So which one goes first? The question is, which one's more important? Is the one that fills you up more? Which, the Gemara over here seems to say that the the vegetable is going to fill you up more. So does that go first? Because it's Zion, it sustains you. Or does the one that which is more important to you, which is more dear to you, which would be the chicken or meat or whatever it is. Okay. The Gemara goes on. Amar of Zera, Kiavinam Be Rav Huna. Rav Zera says, when I was by the house of Rav Huna, Omar Lan, he told us, Hani Gargilidi Delifta, these turnip heads, Parminu Prima, if one went ahead and cut them, Raba into large pieces, Bairi Priyadama. You make the blessing of Bairi Priyadama. So again, so you have these turnip heads, you cut them into large pieces. What blessing do you make? You make a Hadama. Prima, Zuta, if you cut them into small pieces, you dice them. Then, Shahakal Nibadvari, since it's small, you make the blessing of Shahakal Nibadvari. Okay? Um, the Gemara goes on. Vachi Asam Yehuda. Now, when Rabzeira came to the house of Rabbi Yehuda, so again, the first. Was, he heard that in the house of Rehuna, now he went through the house of Rabbi Yehuda. Amarlan, they told him, whether it's large pieces, whether it's small pieces, both of them are going to be Bari Priyadama. And this, that you're cutting them very small, is in order to bring out and sweeten the taste. But, however, it remains, the, the blessing remains of Bari Priyadama. Okay, the Gemara goes on. Amar Ravashi, Ravashi says, Ravashi says, when I was at the house, of Rav Kahana, Omar Lan, they told us, Tavshila de Silka, the cooked beet dish. You have some beets that were cooked up, 
There was no flower placed inside. The blessing on that is the lifta. However, if you have turnips, you have some cooked turnips. The mashuba that the mashuba which you put in a lot of flour into that. I'm not sure what kind of dish this is. Some kind of turnip mixer with flour in it. Then the blessing is you make the bracha and then afterwards they said, I divide the Bari Priyadama. Really, both of them are going to be the blessing of Bari Priyadama. And why did this, why does this dish have flour in it? In order to have them stay attached together. So the idea was that it's not for the food, it wasn't for the food itself, for the taste. Rather, it was just for the consistency of the food item. So on that, you don't make a special blessing for the fact that it has any flour in it. Okay, which is, I, say, I think, somewhere I've heard this Shiloh in regard to licorice. Licorice, we generally make a, a shahakal. However, I think there's flour in there which they use as some kind of agent to hold the licorice together. So it's not used for the actual taste, rather it's used more for the consistency. And ask your local Orthodox rabbi for the end result of what the bracha would be. Okay, uh, Rabbi Getz, if you want to know where we are, at the bottom of, towards the bottom of Lama Tess, Amar Aleph, Amar of Chizda. About like three quarters of the way down. Amar of Chizda, Tavshal Shal Traden. You have this dish of beets. Yafal Aleif, it's very good for the heart. The Tavla Enayim, and it's also good for the eyes. The Koshikin Labne Mayim. And for sure, it's good for the stomach also. Amar Abaya, Abaya says, Uhu Diyasiv Abet Tafi, Va'avid Tuch Tuch. That's only if these beets, these cooked beets, they sat on the stove until they became soft and they made the sound of Tuch Tuch. What's the sound of tuch tuch? Bubbling. I don't know. Maybe they made uh, maybe their 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 dishes made different kind of sounds back then. But they were saying that tuch tuch means that it was bubbled. That when this beet dish went ahead and bubbled on the flame and got soft, that's when it's going to be good for the heart, good for the eyes, and for the stomach. Bubbling like when when it bubbles. It heats yeah. up or like when yeah. you soda like that. No, kind no, of no, 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 on on the fire when it heats up. So like it boils. expanding bubbles. when it boils exactly. Boiling yeah. water. Okay. Amar Rav Papa. Rav Papa says pshitali maya the silka kisilka. The water from beet soup is like the beets itself. What does that mean? That means that I'm not sure if it means like soup itself, meaning the beets are inside. I think you take the beets out. It's referring to, meaning the beets gave off the flavor into the water. And now the beets are not in there, meaning you're not actually eating the beets. So, um, and umaya de lifta, and the same thing with turnips. You have water from the turnips. Kalifta, it's the same as the lifta, as the turnip itself, which is what? Which is you make the blessing of Bari Priyadama. Umaya de kulu, de kulu shalki, and anything, water from all other vegetables, meaning any vegetable that you cooked, you cooked water, yeah, I'm sorry, you cooked vegetables inside water, and now you took out the vegetables, so the water has the taste. In other words, aka soup. Kakulu. Um, Kekulu Shalki, that the blessing is like all the um, the cooked vegetables. So Bayer of Papa, if Papa asks as follows: Maya de Shifta, you have water from dill. My, what is the blessing on that? So what's the question? Lim Tuke Taima Avdi is the reason you put dill into this water. Is it in order to uh, give it sweetness? And that since it's 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 putting a lot of flavor in, so the blessing that you make is going to be Hadama. Or is to take out some kind of fumes or something like that. That's why you do it. So since it's not a detrimental um, flavor in your soup, so it's going to be shahakal only. Tashma. So the Gemara is going to try to bring a proof and see what the halacha would be. Hasheves, if you have some dill, 
Mishanasna tam bekadera. Once it put, once you put its flavor into a pot, aim ba mishum truma. The stalks, meaning once the stalks, you you put this dill, this whole dill with the stalks and all, you put it into the soup, and now you go ahead and take out the um, so the flavor goes into the soup now. You take out the stalks. So aim ba mishum truma. The stalks now, since there's nothing left of it. Because all the flavor t- uh, went out of it. So now these actual stalks don't have an issue of truma. And also it's not considered a food anymore in regard to transmitting tuma and accepting tuma. So we see from there, So we see from there that the purpose for these stalks and for the dill is to give off flavor. So it's a good proof from there that that's going to be the purpose of this, uh, these um, stalks of dill. Um, one second, Rashi throws in over here. Okay, fine, let's go on. Amar of Chia Barashi, of Chia Barashi says like this Pas Tsunuma, Bikaara, you have some diced dry bread that you put into Kaara, into, onto a plate. What you do is you're putting it onto the plate to soak. So you have this bread that's completely dried out, has no moisture, and you put it into a plate in order to soak now. The blessing you make on it is the blessing of Hamaiti. This is not an agreement with Rebchia. What you have to do is, you have to finish the blessing. When you make a blessing on bread, you have to finish it together with the bread. What does that mean? Rashi explains. Rashi says... You have to finish, you have a big giant loaf of bread, let's say challah and Shabbos. You have to finish your blessing as you're pulling off the piece. The piece being pulled off and the end of your blessing has to come simultaneously. Rashi says, However, this dish, which has diced up dry bread, that's already diced already. It's already cut. I'm sorry? Because you're not pulling it off. Since you're not pulling it off, so you can't go ahead and take a bite out of it. So this is not like Rebchia, uh, yeah, not like Rebchia, because Rebchia says that you have to end it off at the same time. However, we just said before that you make a, bar, uh, you make a Hamaitzi, Rebchia Barashi says that you make a Hamaitzi on this kind of bread. This is just interesting, I'm just noticing now, the one who says that you make a Hamaitzi is Rebchia Barashi, and the Gemara says that this is not in accordance of the opinion of Rebchia. It must have been a different Rebchia, okay. Fine. Mask of La Rava. The Gemara asks now. Rava asks, "My sanuma delight. Why this diced dry bread, which you're putting it into soak? Why over there do you not make a hamaytzi on it? Delight. Why would you not make a blessing? Because when you finish, I'm sorry. The chikalya bracha. Since when you finish the blessing of hamaytzi, aprusa kakalya. Aprusa kakalya. You're finishing it." On a piece and not on the entire item. So he's asking like this on bread, also, let's say you have a full piece of bread and it has a piece that's cut off. Why do you have to go to some case where you have cut up bread that's dry, you're soaking it, and the issue over there is over there you're not gonna be able to eat it and say I might see because it's already cut? Okay, why can't we just take a regular just loaf of bread and as you cut it off, let's see if the piece was already taken off. So the piece is taken off, so you can't eat that piece anymore. Because you have to finish the blessing of Hamaiti together with the cup with, with the cup piece, which basically means that you have to make a Hamaiti on a full loaf. So over here, if you cut off let's say a piece, you have, if you have sliced bread, you go to the store, you buy sliced bread, you can't make a bracha on it. It's sliced already. That's what it seems like from here. So that's what Rava is asking. Okay? So Ella Amar Rava, 
Rabbah says as follows, What you do is you first make the blessing on the full loaf, and then afterwards you go ahead and you pull off a piece. Um, nardoi. One second. Right, so it seems like from here, it seems like what Rabbah is saying is, is that, yeah, you have to actually finish your blessing before you go ahead and break the bread. And that's what it seems like, bread, bread. I mean, like meaning, uh, slice it, meaning just uh, pull a piece. size or it's, Anything. I rip off half of a loaf of bread. Yeah. That's a piece of the... Anything, bread. anytime it's not intact. This has to be shop. I think so, I think. Possibly, maybe, I don't know, maybe that's different. Maybe if it's not bite size, right. and it's not, uh, it's not edible to eat yet because it's still too big, so then maybe you would still be okay to even make a bracha, I'm not sure. It's not a bite size, it's like eating four Right, so maybe it's only if you pull off a little bit, right. But why okay. specifically a dry bread? Meaning, again, meaning, has that answer the question? Yeah, I'm saying what's Again, the Gemara was asking that why do we have to come onto this case over here? Meaning... Dry bread in a bowl, you're saying, let's say, but why? What's it? Maishnat snuma deloi, mishem techi kalya bracha, aprusika kalya. So I'll pass down me kika gamra, aprusika gamra. So I think that's what the Gemara is saying, that no, that we have to be talking about this diced bread. Oh, you think it ends up being the same thing? Yeah. It ends up being the same exact thing, but I'm not sure what the answer is. Then. I'm not sure. No, I have to look into this. Okay, uh, I don't know. That's a good question. Okay, well, I'll leave that for now. Maybe I'll try to come back with an answer by the beginning of tomorrow's year. Okay, the Gemara goes on. Nardoi Avdi Nardoi went ahead and did like Rebchia that says that you should go ahead and make sure to end the blessing together with the breaking of the bread. And the Rabbanon went ahead and did, like Rabbah, that they would make the full blessing, and then only afterwards go ahead and break it. Ravina says that my mother told me, Avuch, your father, Avid Kirabchia. Your father did, like Kirabchia, the Amr Abchia, like Rabchia said, the blessing has to be finished im hapas, together with the breaking of the bread. However, the Rabbanon, the rabbis, did like Rava. That learns that you have to make the full blessing, then only after that can you go ahead and take a piece off the bread. Kirava, the Hulk is like Rava. Allah is actually like Rava, the Amr Mavarech Vachach Baitseya. So you have to first make the blessing and then go ahead and cut off a piece. Itmar, Hivulufneyem Petitin Ushleiman. You, it's brought in front of someone. You have sliced pieces and whole pieces. Omar Rav Huna, Rav Huna says, You make the blessing on the cut pieces. And it goes ahead and then it includes, the blessing includes the whole pieces also. Rabbi Yechanan says, No, the whole piece, sorry, not the slice, the whole piece, that is the best possible way to do the mitzvah. However, if it's cut already, Shalchitin, and what if you have, like this, you have a piece of wheat bread, or you have an entire loaf of barley bread, of sa'irin. So, everyone agrees that you would make the blessing on the wheat bread, which is only a piece, and that would go ahead and fulfill the obligation to make a blessing on the, full, the whole piece, the whole um, loaf of the sa'irin bread. Says Kitanoi, it's like a dispute of Tanoim. Like this. Termin Betzel Katon Shalim. Termin, you can take truma from a small onion, as long as it's whole. But not from a half a onion, even though it's very large. No, that's not true. Rather from a 
you would take truma from the large, uh, the large onion that's sliced in half. So my love, what's going on over here? Bahakmufki, this is what their the dispute is. The Marasavar Khashavadif. One learns that the importance is more important. Meaning the one something that's more chash something that's more um, I guess significant. That's the, gonna be the one that you make the bracha on first. And over here it's gonna be the Betzal Gadol. Umarasavar Shalimadif, and one learns that as long as it's whole, that's going to be more important, and that's going to take that's going to be uh, that's going to take precedence over the chashav, the thing which is more prominent. Um, so the Gemara says, "Heicha the Where there's a kain there, and it's and it's ready to be given to him right away. Then kuliam lepligi the chashavadav. Then of course the thing which is more uh, as has more importance, then that's going to take precedence. Ki pligi when do they when what, where's the dispute? The lack of kain. There's no kain there. When there is a kain handy nearby, right? Because the truma which you're taking off has to go straight to the kain. You take from the better portion. However, if the kain is not there right in front of you, then you take from the part or from the fruit or from the items that you have, which are going to last longer, right? So over here, let's say in this case, it would be the betzel kata and it would be the small onion because a small onion whole would last longer than a half an onion, even though it's large. Yehuda says, Yehuda says, no, it always has to be from the better thing, which over here would be the big, the bigger onion. Amr Reb Nachman Bar Yitzchak, Reb Nachman Bar Yitzchak says, V'yari Shemayim, someone who fears heaven, Yitzi Deshneim, should fulfill his obligation of both of them, meaning he should give the more chash of thing, the thing which is of more importance. And that's why we're giving the piece of the wheat bread versus the barley bread or whatever. Where, by the... The by whole the, point of this was... Right? Okay, meaning the original question of, of Prusa Shalchitan, meaning you have or, a slice of wheat bread or a, or a whole barley bread, right? Then everyone says that you make a bracha on the Prusa of Chitan. And they're proving that through the. Right. And then the this. No, well, it's going to be a dispute which one goes first. Is it, is it Chashav goes first or is it the. Um, again, the first opinion was of Tyrman Betzel Katan Shalem. Meaning Shalim is more important, and then Rabbi Huda said that you do the Chatsi Betzal Gadol. And we said the dispute is. Hold on one second. Right. The dispute is if Chashav is better, meaning the thing which is more important, or Shalim, or if it's whole, if that's better. And then the Gemara said if there's a Kayin, then everyone agrees, there's no argument, then always the Chashav, the thing which is more important, that goes better. However, when, when do they argue where there's no Kayin, then what goes better? Because we have a, we The Gemara says. That Tyrman Ayafa, Kol Makam Sheish Kayan. Let's go. We can go back three lines from there. It's not Kol Makam Sheish Kayan, meaning this is where the dispute is. Where there's a Kayan present, then you take from the better part. And Kol Makam Sheish Kayan, Tyrman Amiskayim. That's going to be the Tanakama. Rabbi Huda says, In Tyrman, you do not take Truma Element Ayafa. It has to always be from the best part of it. So that's going to be the dispute over here of which one's more important. Amr of Nachman Bar Yitzchak, V'yari Shemayim, someone who fears heaven, Yitzhi Deshneim, should fulfill both um, ideas, which is to take from the thing which lasts longer and from the thing which is of greater importance. Manu Mar Bereder Aveno. And who's this referring to that this Yari Shemayim should take it? This is referring to Mar, the son of Ravino. The Mar Bereder Aveno, Mar, the son of Ravino, Meniach Prusa Betecha Shlema. He would go ahead and take off a piece and put it inside the shlema inside the, the whole piece, the whole loaf. And then he would go ahead and break it. Because what would he do? He got both and he got... I'm sorry. Okay, this is going back on before. We said... Hold on a second. 
we had a dispute all the way back over here, on top of the Amr, that what's better, what's the better way to say the bracha on your bread? Should you first take a piece, or should you leave it whole? So what, what, what the Gemara is saying now is, is that Marbure de Ravina would go ahead and take a piece, he would put it into a whole piece of, uh, a whole loaf, wrap it, wrap it in there, or hide it in there, or put it underneath, and then afterwards he would go ahead, and he would make a bracha, and then he would go ahead and, and crack off a piece. So he would end up getting both. He would say the bracha on the whole loaf, and he would say it on the piece. So Tani Tana Kamidir of Nachman by Yitzchak. We learned the Tana in front of Reb Nachman by Yitzchak. Meniach aprusa b'teich hashleima u'beitzeah u'mevarich. So you should go ahead and take this cut piece of bread, put it together with the whole loaf, and then u'beitzeah, and then you should go ahead. And it's interesting over here. It says in, right over here u'mevarich, and then afterwards you should make the bracha. So it seems like some people take that out. Some girsayis take that out because the bracha should be going first. Okay. Amalei, mash. Meaning the bracha should be going before you are baitseya, before you cut the piece. Fine. Amalei, so he said to him, who was this? This was the Tana Kamedir Ibn Nachum So he said to him, what's your name? Amalei, Shalman. My name is Shalman. Amalei, Sholom Ata, peace upon you. You are peace. Veshalman Mishnasech. And your teachings are also like peaceful. Since you put, um, like, uh, you, you, you like brought us back together, meaning you almost like created like peace and harmony between the different students because you gave us this idea of being fulfilling both um, ideas of having a broken piece and a, a whole loaf. Okay, Amar of Papa. The broken piece is always bigger than the whole loaf. No point to have the broken piece and small, right? Or, again, what's again? The broken whole piece is, is big, right? And the and the whole one's small, right? Yeah, then That's still the there's taking both of them. There's no mile to take a small piece of broken and a bigger showing. You think the Gemara's whole case before was only if you have a bigger piece? And again, the Gemara said back at the top of the Amad, he view the fun of Petitan Ushleiman. You have a piece. No, this is, you wrap the smaller one in the bigger one. So that was like the. There is a purpose to Oh, you're small. right, you're right. Okay, I missed this. Rashi explains in the second Rashi on the Amad. Rashi says, Petitin Rushleiman, you have cut pieces and whole pieces. Amr of Huna. Rashi says like this, al Petitin, you can make a, bl- a blessing on the slices, on the pieces. And if the pieces are big, they're bigger than the whole um, loaves, then Sarah Lavarechalayim. Okay, fine. So that's when you have to do more. So, with, um, one second, and then, so that was the dispute. Basically, if you have a bigger piece, if the piece that you have is bigger than the whole loaf, then which one do you make a bracha on? Okay, fine. So that was a dispute. And now we're saying that the best way to do it is to take both. Okay, fine. But in this story, you're wrapping the bigger one. You didn't yeah. come to everybody. But you're wrapping the bigger one that's showing right. around the smaller one. So what's the point of that? I mean, I like the question would some be opinions there, aren't... I'm sorry? The question wouldn't be there if the wheat piece is not more important than the whole loaf. Because the whole loaf is the barley. Right? So it's dafka, those... Whole lo- the grain. So it's the whole loaf of the barley. So the oh, because we're talking about a piece so the of the bracha is not on the barley it's on the piece of wheat bread. <coughs> That's the question. <coughs> oh, again, again. Okay, fine. I'm, I'm just. I didn't get this correctly. So again, the gemara started off in the beginning, saying that that was the question, that you had a bigger piece than the whole loaf, and then the gemara said. Oh, then the Gemara brought a different uh, case of you have a prusa of chitin, meaning the piece is of wheat, 
and then the whole piece is of barley. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, in that case, the Gemara said, Divri Hakol, you make the blessing on the Prusa because the Chitin goes first. So now we're getting back to what we're saying over here is that a Yeri Shemayim, someone who fears the heaven, should do both. That's referring to not the barley and the wheat bread. That's referring to just if you have a piece that's bigger than the yeah, whole loaf. I thought the whole thing was done. No? Because then what, why else are you doing that? What is that helping? I mean, the Gemara said, Divri Hakol, Mavarech ala Prusa shel Chitin. Why, because it's chitin? Yeah, because chitin takes precedence. Yeah, I don't know. You know what? Let me, let's finish and then we'll look it up after. Amar of Papa. The Gemara goes on. Rav Papa says, Everyone agrees that by Pesach, That is, That is, we do this actually by the Seder. We take the broken piece of matzah and we make the bracha together with the whole piece. My timer, why is that? It says that it has to be poor man's bread. And Rashi explains like this. You look at Rashi, Rashi says, The way of a poor man is beprusa. Poor men usually eat pieces of bread. They usually don't have full pieces of, you know, full, I guess, um, uh, loaves or whatever it is. It has to look like you're taking from the broken piece. However, to uh, to fulfill the uh, opinion that learns that you should make a blessing on the entire, on the loaf, that's why we put them together. Omer of Abba, of Abba says, Ubishabes, a person on Shabbos has to make the blessing of the challah on two loaves. My time is the famous reason why we have two loaves on Shabbos. Lechem Mishnuksiv. It says that they had double bread. That's why we have um, this, uh, the, these two different. Um, one second. These two different. Is referring to the mun. When the yidin got the mun, when it came down from the heavens. So it says that they got double before Shabbos. So that's why we have two loaves on Shabbos. Amr of Ashi, Rav Ashi says, Chazina Rav Kahana. I saw Rav Kahana, Tarti Chada. I saw him take two, he made the Baruch on two, and then Chada, he actually broke, he took off a piece from only one of them. Rav Zera, however, have a Batza Akula Sheirusa. He would go ahead and slice off and take one entire piece for the entire meal. So that's how much he would take off, meaning he would basically take a piece, he would take this challah, his roll, his loaf, and pull off of one piece, and that's what he would eat from the entire meal. Amar le Ravina le Ravashi, Ravina said to Ravashi, It looks like he is gobbling, he's fressing, he's taking too much. Amar le, kiwan to call yoyma like ka'avrachi, since he never did that, and only on Shabbos he's doing it, so like ka'mizchazik rav senuso. Some people know, if a guy eats like that the entire week, some people say, hey, this guy must be you know, uh, he's, a, he's a food addict. I don't know, he loves eating and he can't control himself. But over here, he only did that on Shabbos, so people are like, oh, there must be a reason for it. Rav Ami, Ravasi, Ki Hava, Misrami, Luhu, Rifta, when they would get some bread, the Aruva, which is the bread that someone would make in Erev Chatseras. We know that Erev Chatseras, to combine different people in a community, in a neighborhood, you need to go ahead and take some different food items, which is normally used a loaf of bread and an egg. So, when they would get the bread from that Erev, that they would make, they would make the blessing of Amaytzi. Amri, they would say, once it had one mitzvah done to it, which is the Erev, because they used that bread to combine everyone in the chaser in that courtyard. Let's do another mitzvah by making our, our blessing on it and making the bracha on this piece of bread. Okay, we'll stop over here.